Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast for today. We're covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from October 12, 1991. Before I throw it to Doc and Harper, I want to give a shout-out to our big-time patron contributors monthly, who are disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thanks for your generous support on Patreon each and every month, and basically the sponsors of this show. Now, Doc... Uh, let me throw it to you. You've been texting me all weekend. What's up, Doc? Hey, how come you can't re- re- respond to texting? Yeah. It's not that hard. What are you talking about? Anyway, um, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, but this may be the one show of the year where people are not hanging on how I'm doing because we need to talk about X-Rated. We need to wrap that thing up and hear what went on, what went down in the Crescent City this past weekend at X-Rated. So I'm doing great. Harper is probably, you know, still has his balls and dick and ice because of all the oh. ass he's banging. Oh, yeah. Um, How was it, fellas? We got fucked up. All right. That's what I like to hear. Mike Mike texted me at about 9.30 and was like, oh, my God, I'm so drunk. That's nice. Sounds about that's, right. That's Come on. Well, I mean, I got there before the doors opened. And I started drinking right when the doors opened at 7. So that would have been two and a half hours in. And the crazy part is that was only halfway through the show, so there was much more drinking for the next hour and a half until well, 11 p.m. And why do we get mad at people for getting drunk? Ain't that what we're trying to do here? Yeah. That's, that's why mission accomplished. Right. Dude, I, and let me tell you, I wasn't even close to the worst of the okay, drunks. Okay, well, that's because... the kind of stuff we need to hear about. But first <laughs> of all, we need we are a wrestling podcast. So, um, Harper, what who did you manage that night? I managed Matt Lancey and Ryan Davidson, the Texas and, Bear. And how much ether did you go through? I didn't go through any, man. Damn. I'm trying okay, to, well, I'm how trying did to change you guys my do? life. How did your guys do? They did great. They they kicked ass, and then we did shots with Perry afterwards for his bachelor party. Okay. In a ring. That, that sounds That sounds classy. It was that fucking Crown Royal uh, 
Don't say with that. the fucking shit in it. Oh god, what kind of shit? You don't need Crown Royal's real good by itself. You got other one. It's got like the the apple or some shit in it. Oh, there's yeah. more copper. There's more. There's there's not just the apple one. I know what you're talking about. And um, yeah, they're. I don't uh, flavored Crown Royal is no Crown Royal. It's not, is delicious. Doesn't work for me, brother. That goes to show you how how young people don't don't drink anymore. Where they gotta make it like it's flavors of a fucking uh, slush puppies. That's yeah, fucking... if, if that's how he's doing this, then maybe he's not old enough to be getting married. Yeah, because he's like, okay, st- oh, we're gonna do shots in the ring. All right, okay, so, let's do it. Oh wait, I that? was like, I was like, I don't know. I do fireball. Like, oh, I'm not doing fireball. So the, the only shot Perry would do was that crown apple shit <laughs> because he's a a child. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But the worst is I remember one time this is when I had same season tickets. I used to bring a flask of Jim Beam in with me. And it had the uh it was a Jim Beam with with some kind of shit like that added to it. And it was on sale. I guess they were trying to get rid of it. And I was like, well fuck it. I- I'm just gonna get this instead. Bro, that shit tasted like shit, and I spilled some of it. It was sticky as yep. fuck. <laughs> Sugar. Yep. It was like if you, I mean, it, it was like melted fucking Jolly Ranchers, fucking sticky. Gross. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Fucking children. Children. Yep. Okay, so, so, that too. so so the the house of uh, Harper. Yeah. Y'all had a good night? Yeah, we did. Okay, that's the most important thing here. Um, now, the second most important thing is, I'm assuming, based on all the pre-show hype, that um, that we had a successful gate. Is that correct? Yeah, we did. God, yeah. it was packed in there. Oh my God! It was so packed. many people. Was it a super spreader, Mike? <laughs> now, so Harper had a good night. Uh, oh yeah. On the talent side, you were on the mark side, Mike. How was your night? I think I saw one match. Danny Flamingo oh, no. losing to nice. uh, you're like a broad. Losing. You went to the event that you were going to go to, and you didn't watch any of it. Bruh, I told you this last time. These Wildcat BTT meetups, it 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 ain't it ain't for me. It's not about watching the wrestling right. because. Because I'm standing, the way this building is configured, you got floor seats and they're very limited. And I'm at the back by the bar. So, and it's, and as I told Harper this, it's not the easiest. I'm way back as far as you can get. It's not the easiest view. God forbid you're somebody like half pint. You're just looking up at people's asses. Oh, but He's used to that though. Right, exactly. But you can't see. So. It turns into just me and the listeners talking. And while I'm talking about the so listeners. So not only are you not watching, but you're encouraging others to not watch. Okay. I, I, I didn't encourage nice. nothing. I'm not stopping listeners from talking to me. I know you do that, but, you know, let's let's not go there because you're a curmudgeon. Anyway, real quick, as we're getting into this, shout out to Tim Morecci or Maselli, as Hopper used to call yeah. him. 
And as uh, Sean Sparks calls him the Dago Bastard, he drove in from North Carolina. We had Armando Martinez, a.k.a. the Dirty Mexican. He was Mm. there all the way from Cali. Uh, Chuck Gunter was there as messed up as he could be, as usual, and his girlfriend. Uh, Alan Hayes, I think it was Alan who basically took a bump. He was so drunk, but I love you, Alan. Adam Price was there. Chris Browning, Sean Sparks, Keith Dewey. I'm trying to remember them all. Uh, Keith's son-in-law was there. Uh, your name escapes me right now. Me, of course, Hopper were there. And I know I'm missing one or two or three people. My apologies. But it was everyone was drunk off their ass. Um, but I think it was Alan who literally took a bump. He was so drunk. That's always the sign of a good night. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, now... I got another question. Um, well, first of all, let me back up. So when the show was over, y'all were at a bar, right? Yeah. Yeah. So y'all don't have to leave when the show's over. Y'all can just keep going. No. Well, I mean, once the show ends, people just start flooding out. And it, and then within like an hour, it's, you know, it's fucking yeah. last call. Yeah. About, last about an hour. Call. Yeah, because uh, it was probably about... Harper's right. It was probably about midnight. Um, like the bar kind of cleared out, but we went to another bar called the yeah, Harbor. That's what I want to know. And yeah. we went and um, this place has great hamburgers. Let me tell you, man. Jesus I told Lord, you, bro. you was right. You was right. So you know, my my broads with me, obviously. She's we're gonna get to that she, in a minute. She yeah. now, at the show there was uh like a little food service thing on the outside of the bar. She's well, it's in the same building, but it's like behind the bar. She's a. Uh, I don't know how you drinking without doing without eating nothing. I don't know how you drinking without eating nothing easily. I'm just drinking. I'm a. I'm a grown man. So anyway, long story short, we go to this bar after, and I gotta tell you, man, Harper nailed it, man. This bar has some great hamburgers. Holy shit, that burger was good. Yeah, cheeseburger should say. Okay. So yes, we did go to that. We did go to another bar after. So what time did did the majority of the BTT crew? turn in for the night and say okay we all got to tap out hey it was about three for me yeah God. And, and you don't and stay up fucking, yeah and then mike left and then and then the harbor shut down but then the rest of us went to mugsies because it's 24 hours yeah and we went after like an hour and i was like i'm fucking done bro i think i yeah. fucking worked all day had the Wildcat show. I'm fucking. I was just drained. Yeah, that's how, how I drunk was. Were you or, what's that? How drunk were you? I was drunk. There you go. And, and we after Mike left. Were you still hanging out with some BTT All Stars? Oh yeah. Now, you mentioned Sasha earlier. Yeah, Mike. Um, how does she feel <laughs> with you having your own little group of, of hellions that want to talk to you because you yeah. have graced the town with your presence for once a year? Like a middle-aged <laughs> fucking adolescence. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. I mean, it, Lady Hopper was there for a little while, and they they, yeah, they but, were outside having a few drinks before Lady Hopper left and went home. But you know, she's how many times did you get told after that night? Like, I can't believe people listen to y'all. I can't believe people come in from out of state. I can't believe I can't believe I can't believe. 
No, she didn't say that. I actually got more trouble the next night because uh, the next night, hanging with folks I grew up with and family members, we stayed up and were just blitzed. That's and nice. I didn't. I didn't go to bed till like five. Damn. How do you do that two nights in a row at our age? Yeah, bro. Fuck that. And let me tell you. So. And over the course of the three days, man, I think I slept for like seven hours and I no. felt it. I felt it. But like I, I was telling one of my cousins, I was like, I don't never do this at home. I'm in bed at 10. I'm yeah. up at six. Like it. But basically one of those days I, I went to sleep when I normally get up. Oh, or just a God. couple hours before, and you know I don't I can't sleep when the when the sun starts coming up. So I was like up at that point. Jesus, but no, I yeah, it, I she, had so so to answer your question, I got in a little bit of trouble for that second night because she so so we were staying by by one of my cousins who has a like an Airbnb on their property. So um, I she had gone she went up to the room to go to sleep. And so she's text. She's I guess she's like you know I'm I'm not in bed yet. It's two o'clock. It's three o'clock. It's four. She texts me at one point and goes, "It's four a.m. God damn, what are y'all doing?" Why did she and we care? Were, we, bro, we were just so, dude. I was more drunk that night than I was Wildcat night. Okay, so who, who is who? Gunter is the worst. Yeah. Um. I don't know about this time. Like, it's hard to say because everybody was pretty toasty. But I because everybody everybody is is hot shot in their own territory to get as fucked up as they possibly can to try to impress you in Harper. Allen was Allen was the most tipsy. I think this time because he took like I say he took a bump, but he was okay. And then I remember sitting at the harbor, we were eating our our burgers, and I'm looking over at Allen as he's eating. <laughs> He's eating his burger, sitting down. He's sitting down, wobbling, swaying side to side, back and forth. I'm like, he's gonna take a bump off that stool. I kept looking <laughs> over at him, like, man, I hope Alan, I hope, he, hope he's all right. But he was fine. He just, he just, you know, he was having fun, man. I don't blame him. Here's having a good thing. time. If it's that late, and I've had that much, the burger. While tasty, I, I I I am firmly with you. I bet it was delicious. That's going to end the night. I, I mean, everybody kind of kept going even after that because we got yeah. the burger when we first got there, and then we kept on BSing and having a few more drinks. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Harper, what do you think, man? Everybody seemed to keep going strong for a while after that. Yeah, they did. And it stop. was everybody's. It was some of these people's Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, it was all I of was our like, Super Bowl. It, bitch, and they're like, "No, bro, I didn't hear no bell." I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just lucky nobody, nobody from that crew broke out some some cocaine and said, "Let's keep drinking till tomorrow." Oh God, no! What happened? You, you drink some Henny, Mike? Oh yeah, I had my f- full share of Hennessy. This weekend. So you drink Hennessy? Did you drink Hennessy at the bar where the where the show was? Yeah, and so I I was buying enough for my own, and every now and then, you know, I, I saw one of the guys. I'd get them theirs if they were going to the bar at the same time. But 
man, the, the, you know, some of them, they like Tim Morecci. I remember at one point I, I look over and, and somebody's shoving a cup in my face of straight Henny. And I'm like, well, what's this? And, and, he, and he Tim goes, well, looked like you were ready for another one. I still had a nice bit left, but he got me another one. So I had a few other people just put put a drink in front of my face. And I was like, well, you don't turn liquor down, bro. I mean, come on, you know. Yeah. So I just kept on. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much I had. I probably polished off a bottle easily at night. God damn, bro! You you drink from seven till freaking midnight. I mean, you can put a lot down in five hours. Hell, I almost killed the whole bottle when I was by Doc's house uh, last summer. God damn! You need to call your sponsor. No shit. We need to. Doc needs uh, a sponsor. Hey man, it's getting good weather, Mike. You need to come over. Hey, you know what else? I, I like hearing all these stories. I think I am going to make it down next year. Yeah, right. But you, you got to wear a mask the whole time. No, I don't. Here's what we'll do. I figured it out. Okay. We'll, we'll have take a little room cell at the bar, from him? A, little, a little private area at the bar. There's no such thing at that bar, but okay, proceed. We'll figure it out. And mm-hmm. every listener that wants to meet me can pay a fee. And you get five minutes to sit with me, <laughs> and you bring, you pay your money. You can't only like bring your phone in. We ain't taking no pictures. And I'll meet with each person for five, maybe even ten minutes. You bring me a beer so that I have something to drink while we talk. And there we go. I got That's a much better. I I got a much better one. Just wear the freaking mask and come to the show. And then they'll buy you drinks all night. Oh, I know. How's that. that sound? I'm not. I'm not. I know that. Here's the thing. I know that it would be fun. You know what I did this weekend? Because I can't believe you, Mike. I really can't. The, the most shocking thing you've said in a long time is not only that you stayed up one night in a row like that, but two. I had late night soccer. This is going to sound weird, and it's too long to explain, and it's not as much fun as X-rated. But I got to bed at midnight both nights of the weekend. And on Sunday night, I fe- fe- doing kids soccer, dude. Sunday night, I felt like I drank a keg of beer and stayed up till five in the morning. I don't know how you did it. I mean, I don't go down to New Orleans often. I mean, and do this. I mean, before I, that, I, the last time was July for X rated. I could, I hey, I could go the first night, no problem. It's that second night that is going to be a problem. So yeah. here's the thing. There wouldn't have, the, the the problem with me is when I go in town is I have to dedicate one night to Wildcat and BTT and then the next night turns into family drunk hour because I don't get to see them ever. See, that's almost more of a reason that I need to come down there than the Wildcat is so that I can hang out with you and your family and witness all, all of that. Boy, that would be something, but I don't know. Where's your family hey, so, at? All over the place. Yeah. Are they yeah. coon asses? Oh my God. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> well, just so you know, the reason I couldn't make it this year was over the course of how many days? Three days, we had seven soccer games. Wait, what? Yeah. Three days? You had seven games? Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Jesus Christ. I, oh, I realize uh, it's sorry. not ex- exciting. I'm just telling you why I can't ever go anywhere. Well, you know, you need to book the territory and tell Mrs. Doc 
you're leaving for a weekend, I mean, okay? I mean, when's it going to be over with? Yeah, it ain't never going to be over with. This is this is it until he dies. God damn, bro. <laughs> oh, like, you, man. You saw uh, in like Creed 3, they got Hennessy all over the place. Uh, I haven't seen that, but that's yeah. interesting. It's a good drink. It's a real good drink. Well, um, I guess that really should probably wrap up tonight's episode. Yeah, book it, bitch. We gotta we gotta cover some from Saturday. We gotta cover some Saturday night, man. A two hour episode too. Jesus, well, God. hold on. Before we go to that, Doc, I thought you would have uh, recognized that we did have a five star review. Oh no, let me did see you, what we got here. Did um, you not see that? Uh, I guess not. But hold on, I'm pulling it up. Okay. Well, I just want to oh, thank. Okay, here his we go. Name is the Joey Harris. Go ahead yeah, and read it. Yeah, yeah, the Joey Harris five star review title is great show. This show is one of the highlights of my week. The guys oh. are hilarious and insightful. They all deserve Rolexes for what they do. It's a good one. The, Appreciate you, Joey. Insightful. Or the two two award. Because we're Everything. smart. We know it all. Yeah. <laughs> We know what we know about how sports is booked. We know about how wrestling is booked. We know about broad logic. Speaking of that, bro, we got Derek Carr, Super Bowl bound. Yeah. Harper's <laughs> <laughs> funny, and he posted a picture of James Winston on his Facebook page that said, "What did it say, Harper?" It said, "Fuck you all." <laughs> it's messed that's true. up that's tremendous ah, that's messed up look I don't think Jameis Winston is a great quarterback but I don't think he's a terrible quarterback and I think right. he might be better than he's gotten but whatever yeah. I mean, he'd be a nice backup yeah I feel Agreed. like if you're going to get Derek Carr you might as well have traded for Dak Prescott well, he makes less than Dak, so I, I don't know what right, that's right. supposed to mean, but whatever. So he makes less um, than Daniel Jones does now, too. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, I think I think um, I saw today as of I think he's the tenth highest paid. But you got to remember, you got guys like uh, once Lamar actually gets more money. I know they ex- put the non-exclusive tag on him today. He'll be higher. Um, they've still got to pay Burrow. He's going to, you know, be above him. There's a bunch coming due that will be higher paid. He'll end up being mid middle of the group where he probably deserves to be. Yeah, probably. Uh, so. Whatever it is. Let me ask you all this. What exactly does that term franchise tag mean? Oh, my God. You're an NFL fan? Like, I know. So, so he, he can't go anywhere, right? Well, there's different kinds. There's, right, there's that's two. what I was right. So okay. Lamar Jackson's is is that he can if he gets a deal, it's a it's a match deal. So the, like they right. can match it or let him right. walk for like two ones. Right. But like, you we, also have the we, exclusive. We franchised Tony Pollard, and he's going to get a top tier salary and stay right here. Right. Okay. Yeah, he and can't, still sit on the bench while Zeke starts. Yeah, he he's got he's got an Pollard has an exclusive tag, so they're gonna pay him. He's locked in for that year, and that's it. I, 
um, I have trouble believing somebody's not going to give Lamar more money than the Ravens did, but we'll see if they decide to match. Hey, you know what? You know what I heard? No, I ain't. I ain't even joking about this. It's too late in the night for a bunch of jokes. I ain't got the time. I heard. Look out for the Falcons making a run at him. That's yeah, they I, keep saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's what they keep saying on uh, the, the talk radio. I mean, I don't put – look, man, any team that doesn't have a starter right now or a legit starter, you I don't put go it get past one. them. Yeah, bro, that's what kills me about people that go, oh, my God, I can't believe you'd pay this much money for this guy. Bro, if when anybody who ever says that to me, that tells me everything I ever need to know about their knowledge of football. Because the thing is – Quarterbacks, even bad ones, cost money. The only way you get them cheap is when you have them on a rookie deal, and that don't last long. So and, you're and gonna if spend you, money. If you can't look somebody in the eye with a complete certainty and say, "We got our guy," or the contract is so ridiculous that we got our guy, then you better be looking for your next guy. And ain't many teams that go, "We got our guy." That's right. All right. It's a small list. Everybody else is fishing for it. Now, Shit. before we get Shit. into the, the, the San Francisco 49ers played in the championship game, and we don't know who's starting for them. Isn't that fucking yeah, and crazy? I, and I want you to think about this. Think about all the number one draft picks they gave up yeah, to draft yeah, the dude got who it. got hurt, Trey Lance, at the beginning of the season. So yeah. that ought to tell you how bad teams want to go get their quote-unquote guy. Y'all upgraded. I don't know how much y'all upgraded, but y'all upgraded today. Uh, bro, if I was a team, I would draft a quarterback fucking every year. I don't give a fuck. I if would he, too. He's a seventh just, round from fucking Nicholas State because just, I mean, you never, you never know. know. Yeah, and it's a thing if you hit on him and and it's a it's a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. You're you you got like fucking it's like having a free. Yeah, it's did, like you hit the lottery. That. We got um, we drafted Dak when we had Romo. Right, yeah. so you had him on, and he's a fourth-round pick. So a lot of people don't realize when Dak was playing all those years, he wasn't getting paid cheap. nothing. So they could spend assets elsewhere because they didn't have to pay their quarterback. Once he you got to pay your win. quarterback, it shifts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey, before we get into the show, I did want to uh, special sh- uh, give a shout-out. Uh, Richard S., thanks for signing up and becoming a patron. And Steve R., a.k.a. Beer Man, thanks for joining the BTT Hall of Fame. If you're not a patron, you can become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon. BTT, that is the only place you can listen to us break down Halloween Havoc in just a few weeks. Uh, the pay-per-view is coming up. That's uh, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And if there's a pay-per-view you don't want to miss on Patreon, it's this one. Because that Chamber of Horrors thing, I cannot wait to discuss that with the three of us. It is a train wreck. And that's all and, I'll say as we get into this. And as you get ready to hit play on this, let me just say I am glad that you guys got all got down there and, and had a chance to party and uh, X-rated. I, I would like to go to one of those for real. I would. It's just, like I said, it's a constant shit show at my house. I can't wiggle free. <laughs> all right. Um, on that note, we're going to get into it now. We are talking October the 12th, 1991, NWA, I'm sorry, WCW Saturday Night on TBS. And this show opens, uh, we're at center stage. This is actually the second half of the taping that took place September 24th of 91. 
Uh, during the intro, we do see a replay of Tommy Rich hitting Pillman with the computer to the gut, like we saw last week. And then we hit the center stage for JR and Paulie on commentary. Um, they also show a series of um, just, they just show a series of replays with the York Foundation and the Pillman Big Josh thing that we saw. It takes a while, but we go to the first match. And as soon as we go to the first match, they go to a commercial. And then we come back from commercial. Makes no sense. Yeah, it's just a weird opening. Ricky Morton and Terry Taylor versus Brian Pillman and Big Josh. Doc, let me throw to you, see what you got from the uh, opening match here. Well, that hallway is still stupid. That's so no, goddamn ain't. stupid, bro. It's not dumb. I can't stop fucking staring at it. Like, who in the fuck thought this is... What? Imagine if you saw boxing... And Mike Tyson came through a fucking hallway. Well, UFC does it. Wall. UFC does it to this day. What, they come through a hallway with fucking posters on the fucking wall? When it's not that UFC... they came through a hallway. It's that they come through that hallway. Okay, I mean, all right. I mean, just come through the fucking curtain. Y'all are just assholes. Maybe so, but so is that hallway. That hallway's an asshole too. Jesus. Did we break down the, the match and not the Why fu- is that so come through the curtain, put the lug on top of the fucking curtain, put some lights. <laughs> Fuck. I think I think our marketing major over here's got this thing solved. I mean, god <laughs> god damn, bruh. It's like TNA with the six sided ring. It's like why? You're trying so hard to be different. Just just do what you're supposed to do. Just do it good. Oh, what a concept. Fuck. Ask that, Armando. That's a con hey, that's a that's a concept that lives at every shoot job. You everybody listen to us works at a job where somebody's trying to come up with some idea to stand on their head. Right. When if they just do the job we hired you to do, right. then we might draw some money. God, Ask Armando. What? What? <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> Harper's on a rant. The last time he was on a rant, he was talking about coyotes and Latina women. And at the end of the rant, he said, "Ask Armando." Oh. <laughs> well, back to the match. Pillman and Rooster yeah. deserve better than being stuck in this bullshit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like Pillman and Big Josh and Taylor and Morton. I feel like I'm Rich sorry. and Morton uh, have oh, ruined the York Foundation. You feel like who's who's ruined the York Foundation? Rich and Morton. More so Rich, but both. Let's take the two biggest hillbillies <laughs> in real life <laughs> and slick their hair back in a ponytail and say they work for a corporation. Yeah. Now, that's the most intelligent thing you've said on this show in years. Right. We took the two hillbillies and put them in the York Foundation. They work at the corporate office for, for the fucking Crackle Barrel. Right. <laughs> I mean, can you see these two trading stocks and bonds? Yeah. And fucking Good God, no. Yeah. They're trading bumps and bottles. Boy, only thing they're trading is lines of powder. And hey, rats. your turn. No, your turn. Nah, your turn. And rats. Right. Smelly rats. Smelly rats. Um, oh I still God. don't know. We still don't know the story as to why Tommy Rich joined and turned. I don't think they know. Okay. That's, that's true. That's, huh? that's fair. <laughs> because he didn't turn on anyone. No. At least uh, uh, Morton turned on Gibson. So, like, uh, okay. Yeah, there was, a re- there was a story behind it. Right. 
This was just, okay, he's over. We're going to move him from this group over to this group. He's going to he's yeah. going to hold the six man tag, the belt strap on th- with this group. Um, I thought Pillman and Taylor, when they were in the ring together, was good. Everything else, I was ready for it to be over. And this went a long time. Yeah, it did. Like 15 minutes. I, I can't look at the York Foundation anymore and not think, why do they have the two hillbillies in there? I mean, I get, you need, I get that you need people for a foundation, but if there's two people you don't want, it's those two. Go ahead, Hopper. What are you about to do? What are you about to say? I heard you starting up. We're going to take over the corporate world. Watch. <laughs> We're going to do one of them hostile takeovers. One of them was hostile takeovers. Hey. Hey. Hey, told me. Okay. York Foundation. I say, sure, I do. How much cocaine's involved? All right. <laughs> Pound a week. That work for me, brother. But we need to get Tommy Rich to an X-rated. Tommy Rich. Yeah. Ain't yeah. happening. Nah, I'm cool. All right. So this thing ends up happening. Uh, there's a hot tag to Big Josh that eventually leads to Pillman being uh, uh, tagged back in, and Pillman hits Rich with the crossbody off the top. And Pillman and Big Josh win after the yeah, match with some nice shenanigans. Always is, because he can get up. Yeah. Uh, Rich and Taylor use Josh's axe handle on Josh, but uh, Pillman clears the ring with the axe handle. And then uh, we go to commercial. Boy, that took over like the first quarter of the sh- Not quarter of the show. Eighth of the show, because they go damn near 24 minutes after commercial on just this. Very, very lengthy. Doc, do you have anything else before we keep moving? No, I think we need to keep moving. All right, so we come back from commercial and we go to Gordon Soley in Halloween Havoc 91 Control Center where Gordon gives us the hard sell in order of the pay-per-view. There are a ton of replays during this segment. And then Gordon throws to a new segment with Paul and Missy looking for where the Chamber of Horrors is being built. Doc, before I go to the video, I need to know if you got anything you want to say. Uh, They did not learn how to spell Michael for Michael Hayes this week. Oh, on the graphic? Yeah, of course not. And um, why why do we think that they would be in L.A.? I can't answer that. Come on. Where's the paper? I don't know where it's at. I'd have to look. I don't remember off the top of my head. Probably like Tennessee or... Right, Chattanooga or like Venice Beach or Richmond or something. Let's see. You mean we can't find somebody to build something closer to home? (laughs) For real. Now I'm starting to see why we went out of business. It it is in Chattanooga. (laughs) See? We're going to turn 8,900 to the UTC arena, but we're going to outsource the Chamber of Horrors in LA. Sound logic. And that's the kind of shit I would have been asking about as like a a 12 year old watching. So, I don't get it. Ask Armando. He knows. What does he know? <laughs> He's a Californian. So? Yeah. If I was He's running in California, there. I'd get the, the Chamber of Horrors made there. It's nothing against California. I'm just saying it's in, it is illogical logistics and supply chain management to go that far <laughs> to get that ring. All right. On that note... We got to go to this segment. Uh, hey. Just pay attention to this stupidity right. again. 
Get a look at what, Missy uh, here, Harper. Uh, Harper, watch this and listen. And out. Hey, we're in my town now, Los Angeles. Well, I mean, it's like East LA. It's not Beverly Hills or anything. Are you sure it's safe to be here? Of course it is. And why are you wearing this stupid leather jacket? My Indiana Jones look. Oh gosh. Howard Bernstein and Jimmy Hurley told me this is the place. The Chamber of Horrors is being built right in here. I've got the scoop. In Los Angeles? I, that's right. And when we get down it, after we find it and see it, I'm going to treat you to Spago, okay? Come You're on. You're buying? Of course, because I'm going to find it. Okay, well, let's go. Come on. No! I'm, I get to get him first. Oh, I'm going to... It's Mike! Stop it. Don't hit me. She's such a nudge. Well, now look, Howard Bernstein, he told me he's never done me wrong on stocks, bonds, real estate, anything. I know it's in here. Well, I don't see any Chamber of Horrors, Missy. Oh. What's that? What? What? There's a light up there. Hey, boo! This is my place. I'm going to find it. I love Los Angeles. Oh, so many things to buy. Hey, camera guy! <laughs> what the hell was that? Endyrific, as Jim really... says. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's not even cringy, it's just stupid. It's just garbage. And I'm thinking, wait, wasn't he like bad mouth at her not too long ago when she was when he was uh, uh, talking to her boyfriend? Yeah, you busted Jason Hurry in the head, and they, they right. him and Missy also was scrapping on the floor. And now they're hanging out. Yeah. Now they're a fucking comedy duo. I I could almost get past that if if whatever they were trying to do right there was in, halfway entertaining. Mm. I don't know yeah. what this. this yeah, so why would they be in fucking Los Angeles? I don't know. Because that definitely wasn't Chattanooga, fucking Tennessee. Yeah, I, I got no answers. Doc, you got any? I think that Heard thinks less of the fans than he does of his wrestlers and thinks he can insult everybody's intelligence and that everybody's too dumb to notice. Uh, I We ain't got too much longer of his reign. I know that much. I think he's out in January. First week of January. See ya. After the bullcrap he does at Starcade. Which I'm sure Dusty actually had something to do with too, but we can talk about that another time. Yeah, he... This was dumb. I, 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 look, I had to play it because it was so dumb. Yeah, it's so dumb that it had to be played. That's not a good overall look. I, well, I just it, don't know why. There's no re that that. I, here's like, the thing: if we just sat there, be like when on a, when on a prime time wrestling, when like Bobby Heenan and, and Gorilla Monsoon, Gorilla, we had the little skits. Yes, we're but to be like but, the WWE, but we don't but, know how. Yeah, but Bobby, he, uh, this isn't taking nothing away from Paul. Bobby Heenan was very entertaining in those quote-unquote skits. Well, and Paul was still a puppy with big paws. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was so stupid. All right. Well, coming out of that, we go to commercial. We continue. And uh, Dusty Rhodes is going to cut a promo. And uh, here it is. Pressing here on TBS. I'm very happy to be standing by the man that in just a few hours will be stepping inside the ring for the first time in a long time in Atlanta's Omni. Not as a wrestler, but as a referee. And just hours away, could there be a score to settle after what we saw last week from Lex Luger and his entourage as they attacked your son, Dustin Rhodes? First of all, I've been dormant too long. I've been dormant too long. Let me tell you something, Lex Luger. Don't worry about Dusty Rhodes, the retired Dusty Rhodes. Worry about Dustin Rhodes, cause he's hot on your trail. But let's talk about tonight. Just in a little while, I've been assigned, I've been assigned to cause law and order, and I'd be damned if I ain't gonna have law and order in just a little while, and I'm... I don't, I don't, I said I don't get up off my easy chair, ease out of my television room without a reason. I don't walk away from my dog while he's sitting in my lap. I do not leave my old lady hanging unless there's a reason. There is a reason tonight. In just a few hours, there is a reason tonight. There is a reason to come to the Omni. There is a reason to get fucking like a monkey. reason is law and order. Law and order tonight in the Omni. If you ain't got a car, if you ain't got a bus, if you ain't got a taxi cab, you better get you something and get your honey down there because they're going to be law and order tonight in the Omni. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, for the record, I think we talked about this a week or two ago. Uh, Omni did have 4,500 people, 2,800 paid, and I don't remember if they show recaps or much on this, but uh, Simmons and Barry did win. They defeated Luger and Mr. Hughes when Simmons pinned Hughes with a spine buster, and of course, Dusty was a referee in the match, and Dusty hit Harley Race with a bionic elbow when Harley was trying to interfere prior to the pinfall. So there's that. Uh, I thought it was a good promo. I I wanted to play it because I felt like he was talking to people into the building. What did you think, Doc? I thought it was a slow start, but then I wrote down he started talking him in the building. Yeah. Oh. But that's that. All right. Hopper, any thoughts from you? No. It's just good to see Dusty. It just sucks that he's like a uh he's on an island with these I mean most of those legends are gone. Like even for this time. The only one left is is maybe Arn. Oh, you mean from the glory days, yeah. Yeah. Luger, I mean. Yeah, Luger and Sting. But if you're talking 1985 era, yeah, it ain't, it ain't many. Yeah, yeah, for real. Okay, we keep moving. Well, lots of change since 85. <laughs> we yeah. keep moving. And uh, we go to Johnny B. Bad versus John Faulkner. The crowd is super quiet during this, and JR speculated on who... The WCW Phantom will be at Halloween Havoc. And what exactly will the Chamber of Horrors match be? And um, I don't have anything else. Johnny B. Bad does knock out Faulkner and win. Doc, what do you have from this one? Those thong tights are heelish. Mm. On Mark Merrill? 
of course. Yeah. Johnny be bad turning baby face soon. Uh yeah, ain't yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. The sparring is, uh... at the beginning of the match was oh. funny. Other than that, it was all right. He had to jump a long way, Hopper, to try that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> top rope, <laughs> um, sunset flip. I mean, they're look at they're all the way in the other corner, man. He had to clear a long way to get over. Uh, bad wins though, and that's that. All right, nice we keep moving. Someone do that. A sunset flip off the top rope. Yeah. I don't watch enough modern wrestling to. Yeah. They win. That's a wrestle you know, these days. If yeah. you ask that buffoon that's out there, you know the one that lives in Pittsburgh. He'll be able to tell you. He can tell you everything about modern oh, wrestling. He, oh, he just slobs it up every freaking week and got to tell. Bruh, did, did, you want to get his attention? Say something bad about modern wrestling. He runs to social media to tell everybody why, they, why they're wrong about it, and he's right. He gets he gets triggered. Bruh, mm. he is triggered. Triggered. Never triggered. Never. Triggered. It don't take much. You say one little bad thing about his beloved Bucks or any of them, Orange Cassidy. It's it ain't that bad, and he will spend hours of his days defending them. I'm kind of amazed at a guy like that clown likes that, but also likes this. I don't think you should talk about our listeners that way. Yeah, come oh, on. Oh, you want me to repeat the things you say about the dude on, off air? Oh, you don't say anything about Jaworski, do you? Shit. Not one thing. Shit. He's playing babyface right now. But that's he's a heel. Okay, let's keep moving because we've given that clown enough time on our show today. Todd Champion versus Steve Austin. TV title on the line. Dusty Rhodes is on commentary for this one. Doc, let me throw to you. What do you have from Austin versus Champion here? Boy, you can see Champion size standing in there with Austin. He's a big dude. He's oh, a big yeah. bastard. Um, I feel like the whole thing with Stone Cold was, let's put the TV strap on him and that's enough. And he, uh, he wasn't ready. I mean, he's ready for the strap. But that's fine. But he needs a little something else. And what they're about to start giving him is not something that I like. Are you serious? What? The faction that he's about to be in? No, 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 not that. Sorry, he he's using some nucks. Oh, okay. Like well, he has I to mean, resort to hitting people that he should be beating with nucks. He's a heel. I get that. And he's facing a legitimate competitor right here. This is some USWA action, bro. No, it ain't. <laughs> Dude, you, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed this morning? Probably. You got a problem with him using the nucks? I like it because it's I the like whole it where, presentation I like where of she it. Put him. That's what I'm saying, Harper. You got a problem with him beating him with brass nucks on TV? Yeah. And then know. Lady Blossom stuffs them in her bosoms and bosoms. Come on. Yeah. Her her breast. Yeah, yeah her breast. That. Her how, come it's, how come it still sounds dirty when Harper says the right words? Because he's, he's a nasty motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and her breast. Uh-huh. All right, well, Austin bumps and rolls to the apron, and what we were talking about here is Lady Blossom hands him 
basically brass knucks of sorts or some type of gimmick, and Austin knocks out champion with it, and Austin wins, but Dustin Rhodes is mad, and he heads to the ring, and he's uh, beating up uh, Dustin, and they're going at it for a minute. What is Harper doing over there? I don't know, but Stone Cold said if anybody... Are you hear that? Yeah. What is that? That's the dog drinking. Jeez. <laughs> what do you have a, a mastiff? No, but she's she's pretty big, so I get it. <laughs> I thought that was Hopper like scratching his leg or something. That's why I said that. If I'd have knew it was his dog, I wouldn't have said anything. I'd have been was like, all right. Two pieces of sandpaper together. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, what were you about to say, Doc? I'd say that the Stone Coast told Dustin, look, if anybody's going to hit my lady, it's going to be me. Wow. What? Come on. Allegedly. Grow allegedly. Grow up. Allegedly. You think someone would have told Dustin, hey, man, you, you know, you wore that the eight ball jacket ever, you know, for the last TV <laughs> segment. Why don't you keep it off? Just, you know, at least let's make them believe it's a different fucking day. Like, you know. No, no, we don't nah. do that. We don't nah. do that. Everything was airtight, brother. Everything. All right. Keeping it moving, we co- we come back from commercial. Jr. asked Paul, "When will we get that interview with whoever the Screaming Eagles are?" If you remember last week, they were talking about the Screaming Eagles tag team making an appearance tonight. So we're an hour in, and they're finally teasing that again. Oh, Paul says, "Oh, they're here, and uh, you'll get to hear from them soon." Then they throw to the five thousandth replay of Luger, Race, Hughes, and Simmons. Uh, I guess it's cool. They're just trying to build this thing up, uh, you know, leading up into Halloween Havoc. So it's fine. Doc, any thoughts on Jr. and Paul Lee kind of talking about the no. Screaming Eagles that we'll get to see? All right. So we keep moving then, and we go to the Young Pistols versus Mike Thor and Bob Cook. That was a pretty quick match. What do you have from this one, Doc? Who's they? Goddamn, pal. The Young Pistols. Didn't we see them My last week? My first note was, where have they been? Yeah. Did we see Steve last week? I thought we saw one of them last week in singles action. I don't think we did. Okay. My bad. Hey, man, we're like, um, we're about a, a less than a year away from Tracy making his Smoky Mountain Wrestling debut. Damn. Year and like a half. That. No. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're, no, I had my year. I had I had it mixed up. You're, yeah, you're right. About a year. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in 92. Yeah. Uh, about six months into the promotion, he comes in. So yeah. Did All you right. hear on a recent Cornette episode that um, TGBL asked, "Could you rehab Dolph Ziggler with a Tracy on the back porch kind of promo?" Well, I don't know what Dolph Ziggler's been doing much these days, but I'm um, sure. He, I watched him on Raw last night. Eat a pen real quick. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. As long I think as, almost, I, I think almost beat him in like thirty seconds. I think I think if you could just get a guy like that to have a connection with the audience, that's all it takes. Yeah, you could rehab him. Okay. Is uh, is our truth still around? Where would he go? Yeah, that's what is I'm he? wondering. I don't know. They have a lot of talent that's underutilized in that organization. Yeah, you think? All those hours of TV, you figured they'd be able to utilize them. 
Whatever. All right. Young Pistols win, Doc. What, you got anything from anything else from that one? Did they turn heel soon? Oh, uh, yes. Not far away at all, I don't think. The Young okay. Pistols? Yeah. I don't remember them turning heel. I guess well, then, yeah. then it'll be all new to you. I think this is about when I started, uh, when I stopped watching. Because he said, I got to be getting fucking close for the last two years. He's, he, he's been saying that for like a year now. No, because I, because I looked at who the Phantom is. Don't in say. And that, in that, in that era, I wasn't watching. Okay. I thought you said you went. Huh? I thought you I thought you saw Rude at the lake um fuck. <laughs> I thought you said you saw that guy at the Lakefront Arena. Yeah, but for the WWF? I got you. Okay. Yeah, when he was feuding with the Ultimate Warrior. Well, this is a riveting discussion, but I'll leave that alone for a second because they throw to the world the? premiere video of Van Hammer and I'm not playing the audio. You but they throw you to the I can't. It'll get oh, It might be not better without it. Oh my god. Let's just add music. Smooth up in ya. Whoa. Yeah. She's my cherry pie. She's she's Whoa. only seventeen. How did seventeen? Bro. This dude's got a music video. <laughs> what are we doing, man? Why does he bounce like that with a guitar? I don't know, but he's here to save the company. That's right. Don't worry, guys. Oh, God. I'm here. It was like a jacked up Sammy Hagar. Yep. Yeah, but Sammy Hagar wrote Three Lock Box. So, Look at this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Pie was out already, by the way. Yeah. This is dumb. Oh, this is boy. okay. My note is this is the worst thing we've ever seen on Saturday night. Hold on, I'm about five seconds. I might be able to get away with it. No, I gotta look this shit up on fucking YouTube. Okay, well, it's on it's on the Google Drive. You just go to yeah. it. Go to this just episode. To you can see it. Yeah. My God. This is. I mean, y'all are the hair metal guys, so y'all tell me. Bottom of the barrel. Yeah, this is, I mean, whenever whenever somebody tells you that Nirvana killed off the hair bands, just remind them of this and that it was a suicide. <laughs> and it and it may have taken a couple of shots, but they got them. They got the Graham family tradition all the way down. You know, I was watching this thing on. Uh, uh, it's called Generation um, Generation X. That's what we are, right? Yeah. Anyway, are we? They were talk yes. Yeah, they were talking about um, and it got to the Nirvana um time frame, and how like Nirvana was so like it was. They didn't say this, but this is how I took it. Nirvana was like cool because to us Gen Xers. It was like underground, but once somebody becomes so successful and you're no longer underground, you're then mainstream, you you like it loses its cachet. 
I mean, isn't that with everything? Well, yeah, yeah, but especially with our generation. I mean, I guess it's true now to every generation. Now you but... see, so it's the intersection of art and commerce. Yeah, it's just interesting to look at because, like, I, I mean, you know, you're Gen Xers. That the the thing was, oh my God, you know, Nirvana, they're giving us a voice, right? Like they're speaking what we're thinking, and well, they were, but. At what point did they become like mainstream? And that's one of the problems that Kurt Cobain had was is I'm looking out into the audience and seeing the kind of jocks that would bully me and beat me up at school. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Mike, anyway. we've already litigated this 30 years ago. Well, Great. 26, 27 years ago. Okay. Well, kiss my ass. Harley Race has some words. If you were, if you were, time. if you were truly one of us. Oh God, here we go. What's that mean? I'm yeah. not sure. What's that mean? What does that mean? That sounds mean? racist. Yeah. Sounds like you're being racist. No, I meant people that like rock. No, 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 no. You're showing your true colors right now, you motherfucker. Keep going. Go ahead. Bury yourself. Rock music lovers. Uh-huh. That love the the, the kind of good music that, you know, a, an Aussie would do or a... Dog whistle. Uh, or if you were a, one of us. What yeah, the fuck dog, is that? <laughs> or a Soundgarden or a Van Hammer. Then, then you know you'd be in on it. You see that face Jr's making right now? That's how I'm looking at you. <laughs> he's dumb. He's make, he just watched that video. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this situation has left me speechless. <laughs> Look at the face he's making. Yeah, Jim Hurd just made just just made us produce that bullshit and put it on there. I don't ask me what the fuck that, that was. Video cost to make. Oh Too much. God. Someone send that in to God. Somebody send that remember, in to JR. Just remember, we couldn't pay Flair, right? But we've but built you this got money hallway. for this shit in a hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, out of commercial. Harley Race has something to say. He's got to talk some noise. Here it is. Everyone to TBS and World Championship Wrestling. I'm here at ringside with a former seven times heavyweight champion of the world. The mentor of the current WCW World's Heavyweight Champion, the total package, Lex Luger. You gentlemen have made it quite clear that you're going to do everything you can to prevent Ron Simmons from making it to Halloween Havoc on October 27th. But I know Ron Simmons is listening to this broadcast here today. Well, let me tell you this, Mr. Simmons. If you are, in fact, listening, then start wising up. Start thinking about your family. Start thinking about the people that dear to you. The people that you care about. Because between now and Halloween Havoc, a lot of horrible things can happen. A lot of pain can be inflicted. And if you should survive, Till Halloween Havoc. You're not going to walk into that ring 100% Ron Simmons, the All-American, the, pe- the person that made Florida in football. This is wrestling, buddy, and when you hit that ring Halloween Havoc, you are going to be a punished, beaten human being. And when you enter the ring, 
the total package is going to totally, totally take you apart, buddy. The serine that they made for you in Florida, you better have deep in your heart because that's all you're going to have left to have. I pre-warned you, and now, buddy, when it comes down to Halloween Havoc, you be ready for the total package. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that match, remember, is two out of three falls. Excl What'd you think, Doc? Man, I thought it was good. He told me, you ain't coming in 100%, which is a Harley race tactic, because remember, he put the bounty on Flair, you know, less yeah. than 10 years ago is hey i don't if i don't have to beat you at 100 percent, that's good for me got that gravelly voice that's what I oh man he's chill yeah, that's good man yep that it's like just great yeah i love that it was good yeah. this is wrestling not football oh that was a great line because that's um, i mean that's what they're using to build simmons up rightfully so because he doesn't have the the wrestling pedigree but he's a championship athlete. And, and uh, now, you know, Race is saying, yeah, but. So I like what he said, too, about um, if you make it to Halloween Havoc. Because remember, right now, they got the match tonight at the Omni. So I kind of like that he said that. So, I mean, almost like he got a hit out on him. If you make it to Halloween Havoc, Luger's going to take you apart. So I thought that was good. Well, we keep moving, and we go to Bobby Eaton versus Rip Rogers with special guest ref, the Z-Man, and Jesus Christ, he's a ref, and he's got entrance music coming down right. the hall. I, 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 I can't with this, bro. I can't. It looks like a manager I, for Foot Locker coming out from the back office. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, uh, man. Uh, what yeah. seems to be the problem? Did yeah. This, did this, did Mike, what did you do with to this lady? Yeah. She's a uh, size 10, Michael. Dude, Tom, he's Tom, Tom, Mr. Zink. They called me. She called me a bad name. He's a ref and he's got entrance music. Does nobody see a problem with this? I see a yeah. main event in the ring. But now two guys in the ring are pros. The goofball, the doofus ref is a problem. Bruh. We got Bobby Eaton and Rip Rogers having a match and we got special yeah. guest Z-Man coming out the music. Yeah, Tom Zeke needs to go get back at his Pontiac Fiero to go back to mullet world. <laughs> I mean, look at brother. Bobby's got that the monster mullet. Zeke's got the mullet. You see, Rogers has a mullet. Nah, he's just got a head full of hair. Yeah. Not necessarily a mullet, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the era where it is mullet mania, too, though. It looks like I he feel... could be a 38 special, huh, Doc? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, loose leg. Hang on, loose leg. Yeah. And don't let go. <laughs> Everybody loves when y'all sing. <laughs> I feel like <sighs> somebody in, in our army here needs to reach out to the drive-thru and asked Corny why his, what his thoughts are on why Rip was never more of a player in the business. Up the card. 
Oh, I mean, he even brought Rip into Smokey, but he really didn't do much with him. Yeah. I mean, he was a lot of places, and he was good. So if he was a lot of places, was it the travel? But he was a lot of places, so I don't know. I think you just get guys who get pigeonholed. Maybe. It's lazy. It's lazy, but it happens. I think, I mean, and some guys get lucky. They don't get pigeonholed. Like, I'm not... Here's the thing. I don't I don't want to compare these two and people go, oh, man, you're crazy. But when you look at like Arn Anderson, he starts, you know, he goes in. Well, he didn't start in Mid-South, but he he has a run in Mid-South in the early 80s for a few months. Right. And he's, you know, Marty Lundy doing doing the jobs. That's it. And then not long after he's an Anderson. Well, like he's not Rip Rogers. Obviously, he was a much better talker than Rip. But Rip is a really good worker. And I just feel like Rip's just one of those guys who he was just a really good job guy. And for whatever reason, during the era he wrestled, instead of being like an Arn Anderson where then somebody was like, oh, this guy's good. We got to elevate him. No one just ever was an advocate for him. And, and, man, you need that. You need somebody who's in a position of power to elevate you because that's how you then can even get more elevated. And he just, I don't think Rip Rogers ever had that. I mean, Doc, what can Rip... Look, I know he's not the greatest promo guy, but in the ring, what's Rip Rogers' flaws? None. Nothing. I don't I don't see any. Um, so I just I just think he just got pigeonholed, and it's very unfortunate. Well, let's ask Corny. Was... Somebody reach out and figure that out for us. All right. Well, on that note, Bobby Eaton did win, uh, hit the Alabama Jam. And he and Rip had a nice little Saturday night match. That was a great little match. Uh Go to commercial. We come back. JR says, stay tuned because we will see the number one team from Europe facing the enforcers for the world tag belts Mm. later on in the show. And he throws to a clip of Bill Kazmaier having a match where Cactus attacks Kazmaier and leaves him laid out. I didn't have anything from that, Doc. The reason they aired that is because they were then about to go to a Kazmaier versus Abdullah match, which I'm going to get to now. Okay. Um, yes, that is correct. We have Bill Kazmaier versus Abdullah the oh, Butcher. God. Yes, Abdullah versus Kazmaier. Um, Kazmaier does body slam Abdullah, and he goes for the pin, and Cactus then interferes in the match rather quickly. So they don't go a minute before the interference. Uh, Kazmaier actually bear hugs Abdullah in this match. It's impressive. It does turn into a brawl with the enhancement coming out to help out Kazmaier as we go to commercial. What you got, Doc? Two guys that don't really care to sell much. Well, I think it. One of them doesn't feel like selling, and the other one probably doesn't know how to sell. Right. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. I don't want to put that on. I don't want to say Abdullah doesn't know how to sell. He just didn't want to. Although he took some right. bump right there. Kazmaier. Uh, yeah, it wasn't good. And it was quick. I mean, it didn't last long. Yeah. Um, I, I think they just ended up calling it a double DQ. Here's the body slam. Kazmaier gets that big pass. Yeah, up, man. bro. Fuck, he fucking holds him. He muscled him. He muscled him up. Here comes uh, Cactus. Cactus is late into the ring, I could tell. <laughs> Kazmaier was looking for him on the first pin attempt. 
Um, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh. Like, what is Kazmaier about to do to Cactus right here? Oh, God. He's like, Cactus is like, dude, dude, please let me down. Oh, please, please. And um, that put an end to it when uh, they start brawling now. All right, Doc, anything else from this one? There's the bear hug. He's He actually bear hugs Abdullah. He's got him off the ground. It's impressive. Okay. All right. We'll keep uh, moving. Um, yeah, we got a promo to play, Doc. Uh, anything before I play the uh, promo for no, the enforcers right here? Let's get to this. All right, here we go. Still account the World Tag Team Championship, and right now let's hear these comments from the champions. You know, later on in the show, we're wrestling a couple of idiots called the Screaming Eagles from Liverpool, England. You know, I guess that tells me, Arn, that the Freebirds and Steiner and his partner Harry Henderson, Kazmaier, and the Patriots are all scared to death of us, the heavyweight tag team champions of the world. Well, listen, Eagles, I don't think that you understand who you're dealing with. You are dealing with the last two real men on the face of the planet Earth. And you guys are gonna wind up just like our great national symbol, the American bald eagle. You two jerks are gonna be on the endangered species list. Your motive is the same as the Freebirds, the Patriots, Steiner, and whoever he can get to come out of the woodwork and be his partner. It's to be the world champions. We think a lot of your motive, your means leave a lot to be desired. You don't want to give us any information about you. Fine, we'll adapt. We got here because it was our destiny to be world tag team champions. And we'll point that out to you firsthand. We may be number one in England, you clowns, but we're number one in the world. Doc, any thoughts? We'll adapt. Look at that. Yeah, that wasn't the best promo they've done, obviously, but um, Arn's Still good. Right. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to know what you're doing. We're, we'll adapt. We don't need to know who you are. Look so the key this. here is they took this match, and they have no clue who the Screaming Eagles are. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Boy. All right. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc? We need to get to this. We do need to get to this because if you're watching on our video version, uh, only patrons can do that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Axel Rotten came down the hallway, and he's going to take on Jumpin' Joey Mags. And JR says that Rotten claims that his British bomb is much more effective than PN News's broken record. When I heard British bomb, all I could think of was someone dropping a massive deuce. Um, Have they blurred no out Axel's shirt? No. Did they blur it out? No. No, it, he just looks gross. Yeah, this is the original. <laughs> this is the original footage. Nothing's going to be blocked, uh, blurred okay. out here for the most part. Uh, okay. Well, both of these guys are dead. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know who he looks like? Knobs. Uh, Remember the guy from fucking Running Man? The big <laughs> fat guy. And he was saying, "What the fuck was his name?" Upper with another obscure Dynamo. Find. I think that was his name. Dynamo. I think it I, was, yeah. I would have just said he looks like Brian Dobbs. Well, yeah. He fucking looks like that too, but I'm thinking he looks like Dynamo from fucking Running Man. 
That actually was a decent movie back in the oh, day. Oh, dude. I yeah. remember seeing that in in a the theater. Was it was a decent kid. movie. Oh, Can yeah. I get 144.20? 144.20. You can. Hold on. Give me a second. A little sloppy. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about, but let me go to it. Here it is. Coming right here. Oh. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Here it comes. I don't know what this is supposed to be. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Joe I don't but even before then they're like trading punches and and Mags goes to Irish whip Axel into the ropes. And instead of Axel turning, he just goes into him face first, bounces off, coming back. Mags How he fucked that up? Drop kick. Max misses a drop kick. Rodden goes flying into the other ropes, and then Rodden's like, "All right, well, let me just hit an elbow now." As they both just, dude, that's one of the most glorious botches. <laughs> look Shit. at it again. Boom, boom, boom. look they look like two trunks. Like that looks like two of the BTT Army guys climbed in the ring after the matches the other night and decided to bump a little. Yeah. Dude, they look like two drunks, did they not? Yes. That was great. Are we sure they uh, weren't? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. Come on. I'm not accusing anybody of that. That's really. Uh, Axel Rotten does win, though. He hits his, uh, what do they call it, British bomb off the second rope. And then he spits on Mags. That's not real classy. All right, Doc. So then, um, any other thoughts on this match, Doc? No, is it, this is is this a short run for Axel Rotten here? I don't remember how long he's here. I don't feel like it's long, but he was in Global too, though around this time, wasn't he? Uh, ninety one. Okay, I'm trying to think. Sure. Okay. Chuckle, Good answer. Me. Good answer. Um. So we go to commercial and then we come back and we come back from, well, before we went to commercial, Paul Lee was banging on the door of the screaming Eagles, but they wouldn't come out. So then we go to commercial and come back and the enforcers are coming down the hallway because now they're going to take on the screaming Eagles in the main event this week. Um, Doc, I'm going to fast forward and uh, the screaming Eagles are going to run out. And if you're on Patreon, you um can can watch this with us. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. If you're not a patron, sign up, become one. Doc, you want to tell the people who the Screaming Eagles are? I, I can't tell. Who is that? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they're not even trying to hide. Yeah. Well, they're playing Bad Street when they come out. So that, <laughs> right. that was a, you know. So why, so why did the did they do this to get their names on the contracts? Yeah, oh. they want they wanted a title match, and remember the enforcer said, "Oh, we'll give anybody a title match. It doesn't matter. We're not running from anyone." So the Screaming Eagles come out there, and they have black gimp mask on, and they are none other than the Freebirds, but they're under hoods and masks. So there's Who's that. He yelling at? Uh, he's yelling JR at and... Jr. and Paul oh, on it? 
commentary, yeah. None so, of this um, was bad, but it was way more than we needed. It was more Gaga than we needed. This is basically the James Boys that they did in like 86. Yeah. With Dusty and Magnum. Yeah. That's what this was. Yeah. Um, now, they gave him the last 10 minutes of the episode to do all this, but it's basically the James Boys, except it's 1991 now. So, it actually appears the Screaming Eagles have pulled a fast one on the Enforcers, but it doesn't matter because it's still a world tag title match. Remember, again, like I said, Enforcers said they would defend against anyone, and, well, here we are. Doc, anything before I uh, run us down through the finish of this thing and how all this goes down? Uh, No. All right. So the hot tag to, I'm going to say Garvin, <laughs> even though I don't, they, they don't say his name. Garvin's a legal man. The crowd is chanting for the DDT. So the crowd obviously knows what's going on here. Yeah. Hayes and Arn are on the outside. In the ring, Garvin is just p- potatoing Larry. And then he does hit Larry with a DDT. Um, but Arn on the outside takes the belt. And he then hits Garvin in the head, who's close enough to the ropes as he goes for the pin. Larry Zabisco then pins Garvin, and the Enforcers survive and win. You know, we might be critical of this, as, as Zabisco took a hell of a DDT, but the crowd, to me, they were very much into it. So we can say it's dumb, but the crowd, they were buying it, and um, I don't know. Honestly, to me, it was the best thing in the episode. Man, it's not saying a ton, but it was the best thing in the episode. And the Enforcers win, and they retain their belts. I thought this was just good old, old school wrestling, uh, especially when you figure they put the mask on the Freebirds. Doc, what were your thoughts? I didn't hate it. Um, I don't know that it was the best thing in the episode, but it wasn't bad. It's just, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that did it no favors is it was the last 10 minutes of the two-hour episode. Well, they teased it throughout, though. I mean, that's what kind of... Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. You know, they they, they, they didn't just give it away at the very beginning. Remember when we watched some of those 85, 86, 87 episodes? They'd be like, yeah, we got some news to break for you. We have a new world champion. It's like, well, what the hell? Can you tease? Like, maybe we'll stick around. You know, so anyway, that's kind of how I felt about it. But right. it was fine. So on that note, we do need to uh, rate it and hand out some uh, Rolexes or Toot Toot Awards while we're at it. Uh, before we do so, remember the only way you can access our Patreon content and get access to the Halloween Havoc review is by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. A great way to support the show. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Watch the video versions of what we cover here and much more. All right, Doc, what are you going to rate it? Um, It was too long. Okay. Yeah, you think? <laughs> We've been talking so long. Harper's starting to sound like Harley Race over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say B minus. Yeah. Nah, I give it a B. I get a C plus. Oh, look out. Somebody's Big getting timer. tired and fussy. Fuck. <laughs> Think about right, who you-, you got to be up in like, what, six, seven hours? Something like that, man. Fuck it, Mike. Man, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Doc, what are you going to rate? I mean, who are you going to give your Rolex or Toot Toot Award to? <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's a good question. I think I'm going to give mine to to Harley. Yeah, that's what I'm giving mine to, too. 
toot toot. I'm giving mine to this main event match between the Screaming Eagles and the Enforcers. Well, I would have given the main event status to Bobby and Rip, but whatever. And you know what? That match was good, too, so I'm going to give it a B as well. Oh, so now you're copying what I do. Okay. And now Harper changes his. No, that's what I said, C+. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah. Um. Not look. I know y'all are complaining. It wasn't horrible. I mean, I know it was too. We're hours complaining because we're tired. You work us really? too hard at the BTT factory. Yeah, bro. Right. I'm still, I'm still trying to catch up for next rated man. I feel you. Okay. I'm All right. Podcast fucking union. I want to record you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking You're a shop. Fucking You're tiny, right. tiny two, tiny TRL fucking union. I'm gonna report your ass. You're our shop oh. steward. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Come on with y'all, man. Oh, boy. Um, Harper, you still doing video shout-outs, relationship advice, all that stuff? I mean, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. Oh, all right. Well, if you're interested in getting a... Yeah, there you go. If you're interested in getting a video shout-out, some relationship advice, or you want Harper to cut a promo on someone for you, email him to chrishopper16wildcat with a K at gmail.com. That's chrishopper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com. Be very descriptive in what you want in your video. And then before you do anything else, PayPal him 20 bucks to CC30388CC at yahoo.com. If you missed any of that, it is in the show description. But beyond anything, make sure you're very descriptive on what you want in your video. That way he knows what to record it on. All right, Doc. Uh, what do we have before we get out of here? Anything else? Um, anything else you got to close the show up with? Anything else you got to say? Bore us with? You know the drill. No. No? All right. Well, I guess it's about that time, fellas. Hopper, as we cross over the threshold of 10 p.m. our local time, hit the tagline so we can roll up on out of here. Book it, Piazza.